Hi, this is Dr. Karen Horton from Johns Hopkins. In this lecture, we're going to discuss radiation issues. This lecture is very similar to the lecture on scanner protocols, but here I'll get into the radiation issues in a little bit more depth. This was a study done in 2008 looking at what would be a good radiation dose to expect for virtual colonoscopy. And they did a survey of 34 institutions, and the mean effective dose per institution was about 5.7 millisieverts, so 2.8 millisieverts for the supine and 2.5 millisieverts for the prone. And so that was their survey. In this other study by Van Gelder in Radiology 2004, they tried various different doses. So they had an extremely low dose of 0.05 millisieverts, and they went up to 12 millisieverts. And they found that the sensitivity for polyps greater than 5 millimeters decreased at the very, very low doses, but was still very reasonable. So that study showed us that we can probably even go a little bit lower. This was a nice study by McCary in 2002, and at that time we had four row detector and one millimeter detector collimation, and he used an effective MAS of 50, and the average dose for males was 5 millisieverts, and for females was 7.8 millisieverts. And using that technique, they had a very high sensitivity, 93%, and a high specificity, 97% for large polyps. So those are those greater than or equal to one centimeter. Here was another study where they were looking at different collimation. So if you had a collimation 20 times 1.2 millimeters versus a collimation of 64 times 0.6 millimeters, the thinner collimation is going to increase the radiation dose, but you can see it was very minimal. So the advantage of using the thinner collimation, especially submillimeter collimations, is that you get isotropic data. So you really have an improved 3D and 2D review of the study. So we recommend the use submillimeter collimation if it's available. And although it slightly increases the radiation dose, it's still acceptable. So you can see for females it was 4.5 millisieverts, and for males it was 4.2 millisieverts using that 0.6 millimeter collimation and 120 kV and 50 effective MAS. The Hopkins protocol is based on the Akron's protocol. So we use our 64 slice scanner, 0.6 millimeter collimators. We make one millimeter slices and reconstruct every 0.8. It's about a 10 second breath hold. And then we do a second reconstruction, usually five millimeter slices every five millimeters for review of the extra colonic structures. And based on the Akron protocol, we use 120 kV. We fix the effective MAS at 50. And so including the prone and supine, that's about 6.9 milligray. So that's a reasonable dose. Now it's going to be, if you have a very large patient, then you'll increase your effective MAS to 100, and that's reasonable. Otherwise, your study is going to be very, very grainy, and especially the 3D portion is going to be difficult to review. You want to keep your radiation dose similar to a barium animal or lower, and you want it to equal one or two background radiations. And by decreasing the dose, you still maintain diagnostic accuracy. And this was a nice study from 1997 showing that at that time they decreased the MA from 140 to 70, and they still maintain diagnostic accuracy. Now that was an old study. It had a single detector scanner, but it's still true today that if you decrease the radiation dose, you don't have to worry. You still have a diagnostic study because you're looking for soft tissue polyps within an air-filled structure. And so it's very easy to detect that. Now what you do lose is you lose some of your ability to detect extracolonic pathology because it's going to be very grainy and these are low dose studies of the other organs, but it's still acceptable because these are healthy patients and you want to decrease the radiation dose as much as possible. So if you look at some other studies, four slice MDCT, one millimeter slices, effective MAS, they average between five and seven millisieverts. This other study from radiology 2003, they had a four detector. They used 
2.5 millimeter slices and they used a 10 effective MAS. So that's incredibly low. And they got the dose down to 1.8 to 2.4. So that's really, really low. There are some people who investigated the use of tube current modulation. So that's where you, on your scanner, on Siemens it's the care dose, that the scanner will automatically adjust based on the thickness and the density of the patient. And so they had 80 patients that underwent virtual colonoscopy. It was a 16-slice scanner. 40 patients, they set it at 120 kV and 120 effective MAS. So that's pretty high by today's standards. And then for the prone, they used 40 effective MAS. And then 40 patients were scanned using the tube current modulation. And what they found that the radiation dose was significantly lower in the group with tube current modulation. The radiation dose was reduced by 35% on the supine and 33% on the prone. And there was no statistically significant difference in the image noise or quality. So that dose reduction in this study was very uh, useful. Now, remember, they were comparing the dose modulation with a relatively high standard dose because they were using the um, high MAS, especially on the supine. Here's another study, which was the feasibility of MDCT in ultra-low-dose technique in colorectal lesions. So they had 137 patients, and they underwent ultra-low-dose CTC and high-resolution video colonoscopy. So they had the CT and the regular colonoscopy in the same day. And the MDCT was performed with patients only in the supine position. So this is kind of an unusual study. But they used 10 MAS, so that was really, really low. And they had two blinded readers, and then they compared the results of the CT with the regular colonoscopy. And they got very good results. And so you could see that they found 11 of the 14 large polyps and 12 of the 14 polyps in the 5 to 10 millimeter range. But they had to do a mathematical noise reduction on their data set. So even though they use very, very low dose, they had to do some post-processing to reduce the noise. But although it's really not feasible, it was kind of a funny study because they only did supine. They didn't have tagging. Um, and they didn't repeat the colonoscopy. If the CT saw something and the colonoscopy didn't, it still shows you that you probably should be trying to decrease your radiation dose. The ACR guidelines say that you have to adapt your radiation dose to patient size, either using a technique chart or automatic exposure control. And they recommend that the dose for the entire study, that would be the prone and supine together, equal one half or less of a diagnostic CT. So whatever your routine CT of the abdomen and pelvis that you do every day, your virtual colonoscopy, both the prone and supine together, should be less than half that radiation dose. So that means that each acquisition should be a quarter or less than your standard acquisition of the abdomen and pelvis. Now, much lower doses are possible. Most people use an effective MAS between 50 and 80. Most people I know use 50, um, but you can go lower than that. And certainly if you're doing prone and supine on the prone, you can cut the radiation dose a little bit by uh, decreasing the effective MAS because you're not so concerned about the extra colonic structures, especially on the prone. The ACR also notes that you may have to do additional acquisitions to make sure that all segments of the colon are distended, so that will increase your radiation dose a little bit. And they do make a note to say increase the radiation dose for obese patients. Remember, you want to get a good diagnostic study, so you don't want a study that's so grainy that you can't read it. So you definitely would increase your radiation dose at least to 100 effective MAS for patients that are obese. 
Is there any advantage to using automatic tube current modulation? There were a couple studies that I reviewed earlier, and that was tube current modulation versus a relatively high MAS. If you are setting the MAS very low at 50 MAS or less, you won't get any advantage of turning on the care dose because I don't think it would let you go that low. It won't let you have that bad of an image quality, basically. So you're forcing it by putting the effective MAS at 50 or less. You're not going to save a dose by using the care dose in this application compared to setting an ultra-low dose of 50 MAS or less. Remember the ACR guidelines say that your slice thickness has to be less than or equal to 3 millimeters and the interval less than or equal to 2 millimeters. Now, we always use 1 millimeter slices reconstructed every 0.8. If you have a multi-detector scanner that lets you do submillimeter collimation, you should do that and then make slices about 1 millimeter every 0.8 or so. Second reconstruction for the extra colonic findings, remember these are, we usually would do 5 millimeters every 5 millimeters. You have to do prone and supine, so you can't save radiation by cutting out one of the acquisition. This is a nice study from 1999 showing that, that basically in this study, 60% of the scans were inadequate for polyp dis detection if only the prone or supine were used. So you have to combine the two to get a perfect exam because some segments of the colon are better distended in one view versus the other. And also in interpretation, it's the same thing. So even if you did a beautiful supine exam that was perfect, you still have to do a prone or another position or otherwise you're going to miss pathology as shown in this study. That your greatest sensitivity for detecting polyps is if you review both the prone and the supine acquisitions. So in conclusion, you have to minimize your dose. The ACR says between 50 and 80 effective MAS, or basically says that you have to adjust it as necessary to get the required image quality, but you have to be below the diagnostic level of radiation for a standard CT. So remember, you the whole virtual colonoscopy should be less than half of a regular CT scan, that includes both the prone and supine together, or that what that breaks down to is each acquisition should be about a quarter of the radiation dose of a standard abdominal and pelvic CT that you do. So that means you have to set your scanner at a low effective MAS, okay, 50 or even less than that. So Akron used 50, most people I know use 50, and increase it to 100 if you have a, a large patient. Thank you.